0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Deidre Tyler, a host of the New Books Network. Today, we'll be talking to Dr. Lunda J.M. Holloway, author of the children's book, Little Miss Lunda Speaks About Diversity. How are you doing today, Dr. Holloway?
0: I'm doing outstanding, and thank you for having me.
1: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Now, I want you to... Tell us
1: something about uh, the project. How did you get started with the project? And tell the audience something about yourself.
0: Okay, thank you. That's an excellent question. Uh, I am a daughter, sister, a uh, aunt, a friend, a uh, s- story activist, a spoken word artist. And I'm a counselor educator, and I've been in counseling education for over 27 years. I currently work at Alabama State University, which is located in Montgomery, Alabama. But however, I'm from the great state of Mississippi, down in the Delta, where I grew up on the farm with my parents, two brothers and six sisters. And I learned a lot of things about life. So I like to share that part. I'm also and an award-winning children's book author. I've published five books so far. I'm also a retired veteran where I served in the United States Army Reserves for over 27 years. I deployed four times successfully, three tours to Iraq and one to Afghanistan. I share that because that's a lot of who I am and what makes me who I am. Um... I live by two mottos, dream your own dream and always willing to serve. And I say that because that's a lot of how I live my life. I also like to spend time with family and friends, go to movies, exercise. And so that's a lot about who I am. Now, what motivated me and got me started as far as the books is I write in the area of black women and mental health so in writing in the area of black women and mental health i thought about young girls and how were they coping because at one point in time these women were young it, it will be cut you're doing good go ahead okay i thought about uh um these women were young black um girls. And, the, and as a result, I wanted to reach out to these young Black girls. And so that led me to want to write books in the area of mental wellness for Black girls.
1: Okay. Tell us how little Miss Linda is a global person and how that shaped her experience.
0: Little Miss Linda is a global person because many of the topics that she discusses from I love my happy hair to um, sickle cell disease to uh, mental wellness, uh, death, divorce, diversity, these are all issues that uh, impact people no matter where they are in the world. So that's what makes her global in that sense.
1: Do you think children of military parents are more adaptable because they move so often?
0: I would say in a lot of ways, yes. And I lean towards that because uh, as you look at it, areas in terms of depression, and that's how on the list, relocating. So these students, are, ha- these children are having to be flexible and adaptable because they're moving in and out of environments and having to create new friends. And so that's a huge adjustment. Uh, so yes, I would definitely say that. And when I say that, because sometimes they are moved to Japan, they go to Korea, and so they're being exposed to a lot of different cultures and people and having to uh, make those adjustments along with their parents, and even sometimes if their parents are having to deploy. And just think, if both of their parents are in the military and they have to deploy, so this child has to make this adjustment and has to deal with that. Whereas other children who are more stabilized and know that um, their parents are going to be in this extended place for a long period of time, they're able to set down roots and uh, create a sense of community. So that can be very challenging. So I would definitely say military. Children do have that.
1: Now, today, February 2022, do you think children are still dealing with skin tone issues and tease more than others who happen to be black?
0: Absolutely yes. A lot of times when we talk about issues around colorism, and colorism is preferential treatment of someone based upon that skin tone. It's a hierarchy. And it usually kind of stems from the fact that the preferential treatment would go to the lighter skinned person versus the darker skinned person. And uh, Alice Walker is known in the 1980s for kind of coining this term in one of her books. So it is definitely still prevalent today. There have been several movies that have come out from dark dark-skinned girls, to light-skinned girls, shades. So it is definitely uh, still prevalent. It's definitely something that we still need to talk about because when you don't feel good about who you are, then obviously it's going to impact your self-esteem. It's also going to impact your academic achievement. So, um, and even in May, uh, Abraham Maslow, High Need, he talks about a sense of belonging. So when you talk about colorism, people want to fit in. They want to belong. So it's definitely uh, still very prevalent. You also had a project, I think it was around uh, 2020, called the Beauty Whale Project. And these were individuals who really strived to take the uh, bleaching cream off the market because they had high um, uh, ingredients of mercury that was just causing health problems. So they got about 23,000 signatures and they uh, submitted those to Amazon. So yes, it's still very prevalent today.
1: You know, you talked about Little Miss Linda taking a bath in Clorox and trying to clean her skin with Ajax.
0: Do you think that's still done? That's an excellent question. I do want to say that Little Miss Linda books are fictional. And so a lot of the information that might be provided is not reveling or real or people are actually doing that. So I can't really speak to saying that children are, are currently still doing that or have done that. But I do know that people take bath and Clorox, not necessarily for that same person, but for cleaning reason. So that might be um kind of a little bit of an exa- exaggeration. But I do know And it does talk about bleaching cream, that people are still buying and purchasing bleaching cream to lighten their skin, to become a part of and to feel socially accepted. So I can speak to that.
1: You know, you really talk so eloquently about the role of family and teachers and how they are advocates for children. Explain it a little more.
0: Uh, yes, because these are individuals, particularly when a child is born, they're born into a family. And so you got that support system. So you'll see like even in this book um, that the uh, mother and father, uh, where the father is a military. And so he moves every three years. And so they had no idea what Little Miss Linda was going through in terms of being bullied and picked on by her in terms of her skin. But when they found out, they wanted her to know that she was beautifully and wonderfully made. So they got her a book and they just began to encourage her. But they didn't stop there. They went and talked to the principal of the school and they wasn't aware. And they said, heck, if anyone is teasing in or doing something, we're going to do something about this. This is not socially acceptable. And with that being said, uh, Little Miss Linda had young boys that were bullying her, people that were bullying her by her skin tone. And so uh, she didn't want to get them in trouble. And so she talked to her friends about talking to a teacher and the teacher, Miss April, decided that we should do something on diversity. And she wanted to get the names of the young boys, but the but little Miss Linda, the friend, said, "No, we want to see how the diversity pan." So I've just kind of created a scenario there where you have the family, you have the school, and now you have the teacher interacting and working together. Because oftentimes people try to present them in a more uh, antagonistic kind of perspective. But here you see that they're working collaboratively and cooperative. And you also see that today in COVID-19, that people are still trying to navigate this uncertainty. But still trying to work together. You have teachers trying to help parents who maybe not as familiar with online kind of things and, and knowing even when you think about um, cyber bullying. So they're definitely there. But oftentimes what get highlighted is these incidents where you may not see that sense of collaboration. But I think everybody is speaking the same language because the real issue is about our young children and trying to develop them in a very healthy and a wholesome way so that they can grow up and be productive citizens. Now,
1: I thought this was so uh, creative. When you talked about the Candy Skittles project, tell us about how Linda, Little Miss lunda dealt with that project.
0: Well one of the things that I mentioned early, the uh, teacher as she began to teach about diversity, she wanted the students to come up with either a project or a paper. So little Miss Linda wanted to do a demonstration. So what she did was she used uh, skittles and as we know that skittles are uh, multicolored. so she used skittles to kind of illustrate that they all get along and they're in the bag. So that's kind of the reader digest version but what she wanted to illustrate was that, At one point, the Skittles, the colorful Skittles did not play with the dark Skittles. And they thought they had different stereotypes about the dark Skittles. But the dark Skittles build up enough courage and they win and they talk with the other Skittles on the playground and say, hey, what what, what is it about us that you don't want to play with us? And so then the colorful say, hey, well, you're different. Our parents told us that, you know, you are bad, you commit crimes, you're just not really good people. But then the dark Skittles say, no, that's just not true. So they begin to say, well, you're a different color. And, um, and you also different on the uh, inside. And so the dark skittles just kind of broke their shells because they, basically, color Skittles was saying, we're chocolate on the inside. And they broke their shells to demonstrate to them, we may be a different color on the outside, but we are also chocolate on the inside. And so they were really surprised and they began to, to say, hey, yes, you're our brothers and our sisters. So they began to hug one another just be there for each other and say, hey, let's come on, we can uh, be in the same bag. So by her doing that and taking Skittles to school, she was able to demonstrate straight that we might be have different shells on the inside, but on the outside, but we're wonderfully and beautifully made. And we can, even though they were placed in a bag together, we can all exist in the world and celebrate one another because our differences, because we strive and want the same thing. As simplistic as that sound, obviously it can be very complicated, but it really uh, did a really good message in the book. And it got the point over to the children about celebrating one another, not teasing someone because of the color of their skin, because even the young boys who had been teasing, they said, this story really touched us and they felt really, really good. Now the book doesn't get into this, but the book actually has a, um, a Skittle dance and she wanted to have something that was global that she could teach everybody so that she can actually demonstrate. And so that's how the whole Skittle uh, project came into play.
1: Well, what is the overall message that you would like students who read this book to come away with?
0: I really want them to come away with, even though we uh, have different skin tones, that we're all striving for the same thing and we should celebrate each other. And I know it's just talking about the skin pigmentation, but even people who have disability, whatever their difference are, they live in a Earl versus Rule. And so I think this Uh, time for us to begin to celebrate people and and to come together and appreciate and just try to get to know one another and see that we can uh, strive and live in a better world.
1: Well, I've taken up enough of your time. What is the next project you'll be working on?
0: Thank you for that question just done so eloquently. Uh, oftentimes when people ask me that, they want to know what's the next book. I do have an, a book that I'm working on and it's called Bad Girls of Montgomery, but BAD stands for bold uh, and determined. And these are women that are not often talked about in the Montgomery bus boycott movement. We know about Rosa Parks, but we don't necessarily know about these other individuals. And so that's an area that's next to for me. Also in dealing with my books, I do social emotional curriculum. And so right now my goal is to continue to do deep dives and continue to go out into the schools, whether virtually or if I can go physically and to get the message out and to work with children in terms of their mental wellness.
1: That sounds like a great project. Thank you so much for being on the show today.